Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. I think you need to be very careful about anything that regurgitates your resume. No one wants to hire people that can't be managed. People that can't get managed get pushed out. The only thing they care about, they care about what you have to offer. They care about if you're going to work hard. They care about if you can make them money. Let me real quick, I'm going to pull up the cover letters and we'll start doing that. This thing that I passed around, I will also give to everyone. And where possible, we tried to take off of everyone cover letter workshop. Okay, so this is the first cover letter. I'm assuming this name's made up, but I'm not going to, I'm going to take all this off here, right here. And I'm assuming this is all made up, so I wouldn't take this too seriously, but I'll take that. Okay, this person put their state bar number on their cover letter. I don't think that that's necessary. Just a couple things here. I would always recommend that everyone, when you're writing cover letters, you uh, you want to use Grammarly or some other type of program to, to review it. I think Grammarly is very good. I'm having this open just so you can see differences and things. There, there's one of the things is there's spacing. So people will do spacing different ways. They will sometimes they'll have, you can see here, the inconsistent spacing is just what it's showing. You want to be very careful with that. You want to be very careful about some of these things that you can see where there's longer words or things that are unnecessary. So you want to really be very direct in everything that you're writing so that people are really going in and, and everything is perfect in terms of grammar. And then you should even go through and, and look at ways to shorten it and even more if it's possible, because you want to make everything as direct as possible. So this letter, what you saw here is that this person has done this line and everything at the top of here and formatting. In all of your cover letter formatting, I do re recommend that you try to do whatever you can to, to remove, to do anything fancy with your formatting. Everything should be in one font. It should be in, you should just try to make sure you're very consistent with everything. Now here it says, to whom it may concern. It's important for every position that you're applying to that you try to get a contact person. You, you want to get a contact person wherever possible. Typically, if you don't have a contact person, then there's other stuff that you can do. But having a contact person is important because then it's going to go to someone. And if it's going to someone, then that's good. Now, there's a couple of secrets actually that, that are important. There's a guy named Wayne Starr and Wayne Starr is no longer alive, but he was a, a graduate of Yale Law School and started this business where he would help executives mass mail their resume essentially to companies. And he always recommended that you, and this is a funny thing and it's not necessarily relevant here, but he always recommended that you find the highest ranking person, whether it's a CEO or whoever inside of the company and mail to them. Because if you mail to them, then it's going to go to, that person's gonna have a good staff and they're gonna route it from that person to whoever needs to see it. And it's going to be coming from the CEO and it's likely to get attention. So you don't need to do that. Obviously, you don't want to write the governor or something for the Supreme Court of California or the head justice, but you typically want to try to get some sort of contact person for who, whatever you're sending. Now, if you don't have a contact person, you can get one. So you can call up and you can ask, who's a good person to send this to? Who would you recommend sending this to? You could literally call up the court and say, where do these go? Who do I speak to? And, and I'm not sure you know, how you would do that here, but you definitely can, should try to find a contact person wherever possible. 
if you don't have a contact person, uh, a lot of times it's also very useful in your cover letter to address that you've called and, or whatever and try, and if you call them and ask if there's someone I can send this to, then that's always much more useful. It's more likely to get to the right person. Okay, so let's take a look at this particular cover letter. I'm a current staff attorney contracting for Google's compliance team and a former judicial clerk for the Supreme Court of California attorney position, requesting consideration for Supreme Court position job ID on the Capitol Central staff. Okay, okay. So there's a lot of problems with the opening here, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. Okay, so a lot of times this is good, where the person talked about how they used to work for the San Francisco Superior Court, which would be on the resume. But you have to always ask yourself when you're looking at a resume, what is it? How is this making a connection with anybody? Is this something that anyone's going to read? Are they going to understand any of what's written here? Is any of what's written here going to have what is different? What can the person learn from reading this? They can't learn from your resume. And so I, there's things I like here. I like the person's hand of monitoring positions since my time at UCF. This actually, just this part right here is interesting, but the person says, and, I'll, and I've been monitoring positions for the court of my time and previously applied position in the central staff. This is interesting, but the, some of the things that the person's doing here that I don't like, and I'll just talk about them for a second, is talking about how you're a staff attorney, contracting, and all this sort of stuff. What's nice about this is the person, it sounds like this is a job for post-sentencing petitions and motions, which I guess is related to what they're doing, but I'm not really seeing how any of this is going to help the person really at all. If the person's applying for this job, sometimes it's useful just to say at the top, something along the lines of application for this position, for position, whatever the position is. This helps people just file it away. If you're sending this thing to the Supreme Court of California, which is a, you know, it's a huge paperwork issue. Imagine how much they're receiving there, sending an application for the position. I would, this is just something that I'm recommending everyone do. If there's this sort of position, I would actually call the court. Courts are fun to call. I'm a litigator, so I'm used to calling courts. You can ask, call the court, ask a bunch of questions and figure out who's in charge of hiring for this, who's the person that's going to be hiring, who would I be working for? You just get as much information as you can. And then if you're able to actually write that person, then it's a game changer because all you're doing here is just regurgitating your resume. So I think you need to be very careful about anything that regurgitates your resume. All I'm talking about here is addressing this somehow to someone where you can make a connection. And if this person really wants this job, which I actually believe they do, because there's all these things on their resume that are related and would make them a good fit for it. But if this person really wants this job, what they should do is call the court and try to talk to someone there and find out who's in charge of hiring, maybe or you can possibly do and then have someone to write maybe you write one person and say i spoke to such and such and they rec and you write it to that person and they recommended that i send this to them and i'm doing it this way just making that one contact can make a huge difference and again it's all about connection and and no one cares that a lot of most of the stuff no one cares about criminal law experience so all this is related to stuff that's on your resume so you can take that out as well instead of watching pbs i would watch reruns of legion 
Okay, so all this is interesting, but it should, again, come through on your resume. And the problem with all this is I like this information that the person's put in here because I think it makes them sound interesting. But the problem is it, it's taking too long to make a connection and it's saying a, a lot. And I actually think this person would probably be good for this. So I spoke with current attorney for the criminal court staff and she confirmed both the workload, the caption expecting and the collegial clever, where I'm eagerly equipped. So something along this line right here, this is actually very good. So this introduction here, name a person, make a connection and just move on from there. So something that makes a quick connection, we've been criminal court. Okay. This is all the stuff that the person did before. Uh, and again, even though this information sounds important, it really isn't, you know, it's just all a lot of stuff and it's very difficult to read something along this line, all this stuff that I've crossed out for the most part should be made, should really talked about on the resume and then playing this up where the person talked to Ann Scott and and why that you would be a good fit for it. And then a couple lines, all the stuff should be just a couple lines about all of this and that's it. And then all this stuff, I like this about the person talking about how they can address the court's needs. Again, the big thing here, I do like this cover letter. I like a lot of things about it, but it's too long. All of this stuff could be summarized in one or two lines. I'd, you find out a person to address it to, and you say, I've spoken with the attorney and Scott and, expressed my interest to her. I would hope would very much like to come in and talk to you. Working in this sort of thing has been my dream since I've been, and that's fine. And I believe that I can, would be able to contribute very well and that's it. And then, but not the, not collegial supportive of, it's just, you have to really, everything needs to be more about what you could do for the employer and less about you. And so here you're talking about how this meets my needs and everything. And, the, and this really should be much shorter and not really go into as much detail as it's doing right here. There's a bunch of them coming through. Cover letter. Two. Oh, wow. There's a ton of them. Let me just say, I don't know why there's so many of them here. Give me one second. Sorry, we have a bunch of cover letters and I'm trying to make sure that I'm sharing them all. Okay, so dear hiring manager, I'm interested in the chief party officer position posted on your website. Okay, so this is okay, the way this person has in, introduced this. What I recommend for a lot of these cover letters, again, is not addressing things to a hiring manager. It's you always want to find, do the extra work and find out is really in charge of hiring. And then speak to someone inside the company or wherever you're applying and mention their name in the introduction, if possible. And then, and then also, if possible, and again, I recognize a lot of people are sending out lots of applications, but anytime you're considering writing to a hiring manager who might make concern, that's always very risky. One thing that we do at BCG is we always, firms will have hiring partners, they'll have recruiting coordinators, they'll have all these different, they'll have entire recruiting staffs, but wherever possible, as long as we don't get our hands slapped, we'll try to write to more than one person. So we may write to the hiring partner, we may write to the recruiting coordinator, and we'll try to contact as many people as we possibly can, because it's just someone might be interested, someone else might be interested. And, and so when you're applying for jobs, if many times, if you can find who's in charge and you can mention someone, that's always, that's going to make a connection. And so your ability to make any type of connection is extremely important. And so having a person to contact is huge. And I'll keep talking about that the whole day, 
but but you really need to make sure that you always have the name of a person to contact. Here the person saying I'm interested and then they're saying it's appealing and I believe my 20 years of experience can make me a competitive candidate for this position. Really one of the things that you need to make sure that everyone needs to make sure that when you're you're writing this sort of stuff is you can't you're applying for a job and really you're not telling people that you're that it's appealing to you that that you have all this experience and you're it's competitive then it's your experience progressive. You want people to basically reach conclusions about you based on what they're seeing on your resume. And so your resume, most of the time, is going to uh, make that point. What I would recommend doing is, again, shortening a lot of the stuff that you can see on here. We'll just, let's go through here. And then this person say, I'm interested in your cover letter party or chief of party disposition posted on your website. So you would say here, just application for and then right here that so you would just say chief of party and you don't say it's from the website you just that's all you need to say and then what would be nice to start this just to show you really how it would be done if you really wanted to really be most effective it would be dear miss jones or whoever it was a pleasure connecting with you today or connecting to you about the above position as i, I believe that paul hubbard would I would love to speak to Paul Hubbard about, would love to speak to whoever the person is that's hiring Hubbard about the positions and believe I could help them. Something along those lines. So if you do something like that, and again, this is an ideal cover letter and not every cover letter is going to be like that. But if you really do want the job, then you would, and again, you go through and make all these grammarly corrections and so forth. But this Miss Jones, who may be Paul Hubbard's secretary or something, is going to enjoy and appreciate you having made that connection. And she's going to walk in to Mr. Hubbard's office with your resume and say, this is a nice person that called and, and it's going to make a huge difference. It will make a difference out of hundreds of applications that they may receive from, from other people interested in the same job that they have no reason to bring in. And all of a sudden, if you're able to make a connection, it's very important. So I can't emphasize the ability to make a connection enough, but often these descriptions, if there's just a job posted on a website, are very helpful. And it's even more with smaller employers, with large employers. This sounds like a very serious big-time job here, but with but to the extent with smaller employers, that can help. So let's see, I was legal services director, responsible, Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so this is all on the resume, and it sounds like it's related to the job. Okay, again, all of this is really stuff that's on the resume. It's all good. This is a very talented person, and this is, again, sounds like it's related to the job. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but all of this information could be very helpful to just have on the resume instead. And again, I hate crossing a lot of this out, but the problem here is that it's just going into, it's stuff that that should be on the resume for the most part. So you need to figure out a way to, to really talk about all of this on the resume. And then this person was a partner at a large international law firm as well, which will make the person also look very good. So this is very well written too, by the way. You can see here that we have Grammarly open. There's hardly any uh, things that are being flagged. This is a very good attorney who's writing this and and all of, and probably an exceptional attorney, to be honest with you, and would be very good for this position. 
Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. The problem with all of this is there's just too much going on and a lot of people aren't going to read it. And if the point of a cover letter is to make a connection, then you need to figure out how to do it. Now, what this cover letter does well is I don't even know what the heck this job is, but it sounds Central Asia. This person's got all these connections to Central Asia. They will get this job, I would imagine, if they are at least be looked at very seriously. But the, the problem with this cover letter is everything that the person's doing on here is really just regurgitating the, their experience that's on their resume and everything that's on there is not necessarily going to get anybody's attention because every resume and every cover letter that people get are going to do something very similar to this. The best use of this person's cover letter, to be honest with you, would just be if there's some way to make a connection with people. This job will have some sort of person that's behind it or people. It will have some sort of organization that's behind it. It will have the person will, and hopefully in all of these different positions that the person's had, will have some way to make a connection and some way to do, really make the point that this person's good. It would be, you could say, I've spent my entire career, spent the majority of my career doing this exact sort of work that Mr. Hubbard need, Mr. Hubbard could use or whatever, Mr. Hubbard and his team very interested in, it would be an honor, something along those lines. And it would very much match just some sort of way to make a connection. If this is all the person sees and then, and, and believe and cannot think of a, or somewhere I wouldn't, some, something along those lines. The way this person is currently written, and they have the right to write this way, by the way, because this person is a very talented attorney with very good experience. But the way it's currently written is more, I'm an expert, I'm great, you should bring me in and hire me, Where and that's okay. But that, that to some extent, depending on whatever the job is, may make the person more look, just people won't pay attention to it in the same way. And it could even be intimidating. To the extent you can, the idea here, the biggest suggestion would be a signature would be to make a connection and make it shorter. And again, when I talk about connection, the reason connection is so important is because when you make a connection, that's how everything works. Everything works based on connecting and making people like you. And, and if people don't like you or there's no connection, then they can be mean or whatever. So if I have a law firm reject someone, like to reject one of my candidates, I have a couple of ways to handle it. One way I can do it and deal with it is I can just say, okay, and write down that the person was rejected by the firm, or I can call the firm up and I could say, well, person's this, this, and this, and why don't you, and, and how are you doing and what's going on? And I would say not 50% of the time, 
But if I'm able to make a better case, 25 to 30% of the time, once I get on the phone and make a connection, the person might get an interview. So this kind of connection is really what everything's about. All of this information here, by the way, should be on the person's resume, or if the resume is too long to put all this, they can put it in an attachment or something sample, something along those lines or presentations. This is a almost an academic resume, but this connection is hugely important. So how do you make a connection? How do you make people like you? How do you find people and how do you do things that are making making people like you as opposed to just the way everyone else is doing things? And again, a shorter cover letter is going to get read. And saying you move in the same circles or know the same people or some, something along those lines is going to really help you as opposed to just regurgitating all the stuff. And again, this is how 90% of cover letters read. And again, it's okay. But at the same time, any type of connection you make is going to be very important. Okay, so let's see here. Same thing, to whom it may concern. Okay. Okay, so I'm currently being sworn in and would like to present you my highly motivated application to become part of your team as a physician, such and such. Okay. I hope everyone sees that that's really unnecessary to say you're getting ready to be sworn in. Now you can see here this resume, how all this stuff's lighting up on the right in Grammarly. And then how we, when we looked at this person that was a partner in a major firm and all this stuff and how nothing lit up. So that should give you an indication of how this sort of thing works. There was a couple other things I just wanted to point out real briefly with this resume and this cover letter before I move on to the next one, just because I want to, I don't want to beat up this person, but one of the, one of the things that I talked about earlier when we talked about kind of the rules is being able to manage people. So being manageable. So it's funny, as part of my job, I talked to a lot of very high ranking partners and law firms and things and uh, all day. And, but they're not the kind of people that you would expect. They're not, as a younger attorney, I would have looked up to them and everything, but they're really people that are able to be managed. They, they do what the firm says. They, they may fight about compensation and stuff, but they're, they may be angry about things. But for the most part, they're people that are working for other people, which is their firm, and they need to follow directions and play by the party line. And it's no different than being in, in any other type of, of job. It's being a partner's arguably, but you're more accountable than not being a partner, but you need to be able to manage. So the problem with this person, and this is all good, but they supervised over a hundred procurements. They did all this stuff. They managed all these people and, and that's all good. But what if this position is just someone to, to do work? You have to be very careful. Then I was a partner, which probably the person that they're applying to, to do the job was never, might not have been I'm ever the type of person that could be a partner in a major law firm or and then maybe not the kind of person that's doing all these speeches and stuff. So you just, you need to be very careful. You want, you want to allow people to read into it and what this person's essentially saying, which is okay. But again, you're putting yourself on one side of the fence. They're saying that I'm a leader. I'm interested in this. I'm a competitive candidate. It's appealing to me. And so you just, you need to be very careful. So you're going to get a lot more with realizing that any, if you emphasize connection and then you show you can be managed. Uh, would be very helpful. No one wants to hire people that can't be managed. And just to give you, I, I don't want to go too far into this and down this long rabbit hole, but most employers, and I'm sure every place that you've ever worked, everyone that's on this resume call today or this cover letter, you've watched people that in, in that company or in your law firms and government offices that can't be managed. 
And all employers are doing every day is they're pushing people out that won't be managed. And there's always going to be people that are upset that can't be managed. And so you just need to be very careful. Like, how, what are you saying? How is your resume communicating your ability to be managed? Now, this person obviously is a leader and maybe they're applying for chief of party. So this is, maybe this is the leader, but you just need to be very careful about if you're applying for chief of party, I'm very cognizant of the need to follow the, whatever the central meet, I don't know, but just something that shows that whoever hires you, you're not going to be a threat. You're going to do what they tell you, and you're going to be able to, to follow directions. No one likes Trump or not no one, but a lot of people don't like Trump and other people love him. And, but the point is that when he was doing this, these shows like The Apprentice, I didn't watch it very often, but every time I watched it, it was the people that were always not doing things where the people are getting fired or asked off his shows were the people that weren't able to be managed a lot of times. And, and it's like that in pretty much every com competitive environment that there is. People that can't get managed get pushed out and those that can stick around. So you always, your resume needs, your cover letter needs to show you can be managed. Again, to whom it may concern means that you're not concerned about finding out anything you can about the employer. And this may just be a generic statement on this particular person's cover letter, and this may not be how they would write it. But again, finding something out about the employer before you apply, finding out as much information as you can, and what is the reason that this person should be interested in you. They're getting applications from people that are preparing to be sworn in and have experience all day, every day. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. And so when you're turning in a, when you're writing a cover letter like this, you're not showing people anything other than the fact that you're just applying for a job. And so it's not helping you. There's nothing here that's helping you. And again, you probably, there's no reason to put anything in that's not helping you. And you can see your company, law firm, there's no, this person is, doesn't even know what they want. Okay. Due to my passion and intellectual, and intellectual curiosity and in how businesses operate and maintain their competitiveness, I decided to move to Portugal to France. And currently with my law degree, I also obtained a degree in Spanish and American law. Later, I pursued a master's degree and major in accounting and tax. So I graduated in 2018. I was accepted to a top 45 university in the world where I also got doing the legal master's degree foundational knowledge, international tax law, international business litigation, negotiation techniques. Okay. I was selected by St. Louis University School of to receive a full scholarship to obtain an element in American law. During the cell loan program, I perfected my knowledge in American business law. You perfected, okay. Legal American corporate governance law, civil procedure and contract. Okay, so we talked a little bit about in the beginning, but I want to go back to uh, this rule. Let me see if I have Harrison's cover letter rules. So your cover letter needs to show you can do the job. We talked about that. It needs to show you can be managed. We've talked a lot about that today. And then it also shows that you're likely to work for the employer for the long term. And it also shows you need to be able to write clearly and directly. We talked about that as well. The problem with this is, again, you can see all of these grammarly issues here, and it's just like lighting up. 
compared to this person from like a major law firm. Again, I'm putting this person as a good example. But this person, first they're saying, I'm just a new attorney. And then they're saying, I've done these different, I decided to move from Portugal to France. And so this person, then I've done all this and the top 45 university of the world. I don't even think university would be capitalized. So there's just a bunch of problems here. And, and law firms want to hire people that can be managed and that are likely and likely to do the job long-term. And I've talked about this before, but I talk about this in most, m- most meetings, but law firms also do not like academics. And the reason they don't like academics is because when you're an attorney, you just need to be very direct and, and, and that's just the job. It's not about philosophizing and things. And so there's a real prejudice against LLMs. And I hate to say that. I'm sure there's a lot of LLMs on this call. I'm not, again, I'm not. And there are reasons to get LLMs. Like you can go to get a health law LLM or a tax law, but there's also foreign LLMs that come to the United States. This looks like a foreign LLM. I'm not getting criticized. And you need to, the problem with that is if you're a foreign LLM, the law firm assumes that you're going to come over and you're not going to stick around. You're going to go back home or whatever. And so that scares them. And so that shows you're not likely to do the job long-term. It's something you should be de-emphasizing. Most attorneys are not able to move from Portugal to France to because of their interest in business. So there's nothing, and again, I apologize to this person. I'm not trying to be mean, but there's nothing in this that's helping this person. Talking about the top 45 university in the world, this law firm's probably like, what are you talking about? Half the people here went to top five law school. None of this is helping the person. Moving to different countries isn't helping the person. These degrees aren't helping the person. The law firm doesn't care about you. The only thing they care about and again, I, this is another thing I did up here, which is fun. They care about what you have to offer. They care about if you're going to work hard. They care about if you can make the money. And again, you can see this is my writing. It's lighting up. So I'm not proud of this. I don't, this is someone else actually put this together for me. And it, these are the kind of things they care about. So the problem with this particular cover letter is all this stuff is you're, you've basically taken your cover letter and you've talked yourself out of a job because no one wants to hear that you're, you're gallivanting across the world. You're learning all this different stuff that, that you've done a business law, but also accounting tax and, and then, you know, that you went to a top 45. You don't have to say that. It means everyone should know what it is, that you've got all these master's degrees. And this person, the problem with academics too, and again, I'm not, I don't want to be critical of academics, but academics talk about things. They don't do things a lot of times. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they're paid to do. And that's what the it is being an academic. But none of this stuff, this person's talking about mergers and tax law and business litigation and how in the world... In negotiation techniques, how in the world is an employer to figure out what to do with this person? This person, there's no focus. There's no nothing. There's nothing. There's no reason in the world. Here's what this. I just want you to understand. And again, a lot of cover letters do this. So this is the reason I'm spending so much time on this. Spanish or America? You know what? Not geographically committed. Full practice areas. Full degrees that are not related. Litigation. Packs, corporate, and again, I'm going to get into a little bit more here, but a non-productive interest, full degrees, apparently no need to work because there's just all this money is coming from stuff. So apparently no need to work, no idea what the person's interested in. You can just go on and on from another country, probably. These are all major problems. And all the person's doing in this introduction here is just 
basically talking about corporate governance, civil procedure, and contracts. I mean, there's so much going on here in this introduction. This person's done everything they possibly can, unfortunately, to talk themselves out of a job. Again, this is very common, what I'm seeing here. A lot of people do that. I don't think that this person ever perfected their knowledge in American business law. I think that would be insane to say. I think you have all sorts of issues with, you can see all the Grammarly problems. There's writing problems. There's there's just a lot going on here and problems. And there's no way that anybody is going to take a look at this person and say, can I make money off of this person? Conclusion would be, and again, you should look at every cover letter this way is you're asking someone to pay you money so you can make money, so they can make money. You have to understand that. People want to hire people that make it easy for them to make money. And again, if you were to hire this person, I'm just telling everyone on the call, I hope you understand, this person thinks they're an expert in American business law and legal research and writing and corporate governance, civil procedure and mergers and acquisitions and all these different things. And, and meanwhile, they're not even proofreading this very carefully. So you could not make money off. This person would start getting these hard hitting assignments and wouldn't like their clients and no. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 